Hello, hello, beautiful beings, and welcome to the Piercing the Paradigm podcast. My name is Aura Jade, and I'll be your podcaster. So I just wanted to start the first episode with kind of like an introduction of who I am and kind of what led me here and led me to create this podcast for us and I'll really get like a sense of what you can expect from this podcast. All right, so this podcast is centered around inner child healing and we'll be focusing on how the social ramifications and the social norms as well as the parents that and parents and guardians that raised you how those triggers and traumas are currently reflecting in your adult life and what we can do to just go on ahead and you know kind of work through those traumas and triggers so that we can become the best versions of ourselves right so who am i I am Aura Jade. I am an herbalist as well as now a podcaster. (laughs) But um, genuinely, I find myself to be a a healer of sorts. And to be quite honest, I really wanted to start this podcast as a way to document my own journey of childhood uh, childhood trauma healing and inner child um, healing. So I thought it would be amazing for me to bring you guys on this journey with me so that when I have my aha moments or I come across information that I think is valuable and might apply to many others, that you guys will also be on that journey with me and might be able to see what I'm experiencing reflective in your own life and kind of give you that push to start your own inner child healing journey. Um, setting expectations. I am not a professional podcaster. I am not a tech whiz. I am not someone who knows how to edit photos, videos, recordings, <laughs> but uh, this will be a learning experience for me. And I hope that you guys will allow me some grace as I have some on the job training with this process and learn how to edit my recordings and add things in or take things out. Yeah, i.e. that's what editing means. Yeah, I know. (laughs) But yeah, that's exactly what I really wanted to set the tone for. Um, I do need to let you guys know that I am not a licensed psychologist, therapist, um, anyone who is licensed to assist you. And this is in no way, shape or form a replacement to having that type of relationship with either a therapist, a psychologist or anyone who can assist you with your inner child healing journey along with your mental health, um, both of which I find very important including shadow work, but um, we won't really touch much on that. Uh, they do tend to cross paths. However, um, the, it, it is a whole different... It's not a whole different animal, but it's an animal that I'm not quite prepared to tackle, okay? So we're going to stick to inner child healing, and we're going to make it a fun experience, but also I want anyone who's listening to this podcast to understand that inner child healing, this journey requires consistency, dedication, and self-love. You know, at the end of the day, it's not fun and and rainbows all the time. Um, For me, I I do take great pleasure in finding out what's triggering me and 
being able to to put in the effort to change it which is a consistent effort like every day you wake up after you've found something out about yourself that needs to be healed you have to apply that pressure to consistently live that change right so this is not going to be just a, a rainbows and butterflies kind of podcast (laughs) That is not at all what I am here for. Um, I'm going to be quite transparent with my journey. I am going to be sharing things that might be triggering for some of you. And I will be sure to add trigger warnings before every episode and in the titles of the episodes so that you are well aware of what you're signing up for. Okay, so um, I just I think we should just go ahead and jump right in. Right. Like I'm very excited. Um. Just a fair warning, I am somebody who does go off on tangents. However, I find that my tangents usually lead me right back to where I started, and they usually include valuable information um, that um, this is a spiritually based podcast. So please understand that um, whilst I am not somebody who has been a spiritual practitioner for years and years, I don't pull cards or do tarot readings professionally. Um I I do have gifts and there are times where those gifts do come on out gifts in which that I do not um that I do not particularly control or <laughs> know how to control yet. So if there is something that I am moved to share with you guys or a tangent that I am moved to go off on, just bear with me. Like I said, please provide me some grace and a growing room to get this right and to build this community because really that's what I want this to be. I really want this to be a community of healing where people who are like-minded can come and get information have um some aha moments and also just eventually you know maybe we can meet up and hang out and talk about everything together um put some faces to the names but um right now this is where we're starting and i'm so so grateful that you've decided to join me here on this podcast um if you are listening and you're not that interested that's fine you'll be back but either way um please know that i do curse (laughs) and i am not going to hold my tongue or edit myself i am not going to sugarcoat anything for you and i am certainly not going to change who i am in regards to how i deliver my information in order to make anyone else comfortable and i also suggest that If you find yourself shrinking yourself to make other people comfortable, then you are in the right place, right? All right. (laughs) So now I'm going to take a breath. I want everyone to just... And let's get started. All right. So what is inner child healing? I feel like that has been very big and very prominent in the spiritual community these days. And even just with mental health uh, practitioners, that it has been very common for anyone to to hear inner child inner child but not really have a great understanding of what it is what it means how to even get started so this is my interpretation guys so inner child healing is reparenting your child self basically the psyche right the child within their psyche a lot of us when we were raised um don't realize but some of the experiences that we had as children kind of left us mentally and emotionally repressed and stuck at that age in which that experience occurred right so reparenting yourself is going back in your psyche 
And being that parent for yourself that you needed in that time, whether it's emotionally or mentally or being able to go back and look at that situation with a better understanding that your parents were doing the best that they could with what they knew at the time, but it doesn't make it right. It doesn't invalidate your feelings and what your experience was. Because at the end of the day, a lot of us as children were told that our feelings were not valid or that we didn't know what we were talking about and that, you know, we weren't as smart as the adults who were in charge of us, right? So a lot of us began to really believe that and kind of let the adults in our life, um, off the hook, so to speak, right? And I want to clarify really quickly that your healing journey is your responsibility. Yes, it might not have been your fault, but it is your responsibility. So we're not going to play the blame game. This is not a parental (laughs) blame game. (laughs) This community is a learning-based environment where we heal together. So we're not going to say, well, yeah, my parents were shitty, so that's why I'm shitty. (laughs) No, if you're listening to this and if your parents were in fact shitty, that does not give you permission to continue to be shitty. (laughs) Okay, just so you know. All right, moving on. (laughs) So um, inner child healing is also working through your triggers and traumas. Many of us subconsciously and consciously have triggers and traumas that re that make us relive those moments and those experiences in childhood where we might have felt unseen unheard unloved unvalued um there are just so many things that many of us have experienced um in many different ways so it's not a linear uh this is what happened to me let's fix it it's a wow you know this is what i went through that experience really is showing itself in my adult life now And I really need to work on that, you know? So it's really taking accountability and responsibility for where you are in life um, as an adult. Because although this happened to you as a child, as an adult, it's still your, your job to sit back and think about how you live your life, right? And how it has affected you to the fact of your relationships, how what you've gone through, your traumas, your triggers have essentially changed who you are fundamentally on all of those levels, right? Okay, so then lastly, I would say that inner child healing is about freeing yourself from those conditionings and the repression that you experienced as a child. And what I mean by conditioning is we are raised within different religions that our parents are accustomed to providing for us. Um my reminder is going off and I thought that was gonna happen okay so anyways (laughs) sorry about that guys um yeah so it's all about going back in and looking at what you learned as a child and seeing if those beliefs still ring true for you if those are genuinely your values not the values of your parent or guardian or your community, the friends you went to school with, you know, uh, your teachers, the, the, the people in your life that influenced you the most. Genuinely, are those your values or were those the values that you adopted and adapted to in order to survive your environment, in order for you to thrive and feel safe 
You know, a lot of us have continued to do things in a way that is not helpful for us or in alignment with who we truly are. And we do those things because they are a comfort zone and it's all that we've known. Doesn't make it right, right? So that's going back in. That's what conditioning is. Going back in and reprogramming your mind to a better standard of living by your standards, of course. And also, as far as repression goes, um, many of us have deep-seated memories from our childhood that might have scarred us that because our brain is just such a protective organism and muscle that it decided that we didn't need to remember this because it needs to protect us from reliving that hurt and that pain. And when we don't remember hurt and pain that we've experienced, it's very hard to reprogram that conditioning because you don't remember it happening. You don't remember that it's something you need to work on or address, in which case we continue to live in those endless cycles of repression. You know, we tend to mentally and emotionally stay stuck in those repressive states, right? Okay. And then lastly, I want to clarify that inner child healing is not limited to the childhood stages of your life. And what I mean by that is there are many experiences that many of us have um, had as teenagers, as preteens, as young adults that have also really molded us into the all into the adults that we have become. So really we we really have from the age of birth <laughs> from birth really um and I know you're you're probably like we can't remember what happened at birth. Right. But I want you to consider this. When a parent has a hard birth with a child, that trauma remains in your DNA. Why? Because your umbilical cord is attached to your mother when you're born. So that traumatic experience for her also becomes a traumatic experience for you. So, you know, certainly reach out to your mom and ask her if you can, if she's, if she's around, if she's there for you, if you have a kind of relationship with her that you can openly discuss these things. I'd say reach out to your mom and ask her, what her birth was like, what her pregnancy was like, um, and, and really see how maybe that trauma is reflecting in your life, right? Maybe your parent may have resented you. Um, there are some cases where mothers pass away during childbirth and um, the father tends to resent the child. So there are just so many nuances of how your parent's trauma has translated into your DNA and your understanding of who you are as a person, right? Okay. So now that I've clarified that, you know, I wanted to to further talk about the signs of an abandoned inner child. And when I say abandoned, I don't mean that you physically <laughs> abandoned yourself. Um, it's more or less that you have kept experiencing and experiencing things one after the other, and you kept putting it on the back burner to, to work through later on in life. And those things just kept piling up and piling on. And it got to the point where it was kind of overwhelming to even think about opening that Pandora's box 
and facing those shadows, those traumas, those fears. And so you, you've kind of just abandoned yourself out of survival, right? Because you needed to keep going. But here's the thing. When you tend to do that, it only makes everything more compounded, right? It makes everything so much harder to get through to the seat of the problem, right? All right. So here are some signs that you have abandoned your inner child or that your inner child is ready to begin its healing process. So if you are in codependent relationships, now those relationships don't need to be romantic. They can also be platonic. It can be your familiar uh, relationships. It could literally be the relationship with yourself. If you find that you are codependent on um, anyone or anything in order to feel validated, in order to feel safe, in order to feel secure, in order to feel as though you matter, that is a sign that it is time to sit down with your inner child, right? If you experience bouts of anger, grief, depression, you know, random moments where you might just cry and you have no inexplicable reason why it is that you are crying, right? Nothing has happened or occurred that has forced you to, to feel this way, this intense sadness or grief, and you, you really don't know how to explain it, right? If you are using vices or addictions to to get through the day, to get through, you know, whatever experiences that you're having a hard time with, that is also a sign. And keep in mind that addictions and vices are not limited to drugs, alcohol, sex, and money, or gambling. It could very well be you are addicted to chaos. You like drama because that is what you thrive in. That's what you've learned to be okay with as a child is drama. So you consistently put yourself in a position of drama or chaos so that you can feel that comfort, that familiarity with function, right? You function in chaos. So keep in mind that addictions and vices are not limited to, to material things. Um, for me personally, um, I have an addiction of constantly worrying, right? Replaying conversations in my head on where, what I said, what I, you know, how I said it, did I say it wrong? Is this person, how's this person going to perceive me? It's literally for me an addiction to try to guesstimate someone else's needs or feelings so that I can personally prepare myself to handle it or better yet to be there to support them and please them or to correct myself right okay um also anxiety if you're constantly finding yourself anxious and you don't really have a reason or explanation why if you are a people pleaser like myself it is very likely that it is because of something that occurred in your childhood where you did not feel safe to be yourself. So it was safer for you to be what you were needed to be and to be out of the way, to not make noise, to not take up space. So you became a people pleaser. You began to anticipate your caregiver's needs in advance so that you can be deemed as the child who doesn't require much or the child that doesn't need attention or affection 
whereas your parents can then just focus on themselves, right? Um, Depression, self-sabotaging patterns. Now, for me, I am certainly a self-saboteur, excuse me, a self-saboteur in the sense that for me personally, I tend to abandon myself for the needs of others. For example, if I say, you know, today is my day, I'm not going to do anything today. I just want to stay home and relax and enjoy my own company. But a family member calls and they're like, well, I need to do this today. Can you help me? I am the quickest to abandon myself and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. And it is what it is as far as my needs. Those things like that (laughs) are definitely self-sabotaging patterns. Um, Extreme loneliness. Now, this one is very very close to my inner child psyche (laughs) because as a child I spent a lot of my time alone um because my siblings were older than I were and you know they had jobs by that time they were able to go out and be on their own whereas I was the child I couldn't go out to my friend's house by myself I couldn't um go to the movies or do certain things that my siblings were able to do uh and my mom was very busy she worked a lot and um she had other responsibilities um so i felt as though you know i had to create a little world for myself you know i was one of those children who had imaginary friends I was one of those children who had tea parties and talked to their dolls. Uh, not to say that this there that that there's anything wrong with that, but I didn't realize until later on in life that that was my go-to because I was so lonely. Um, you know, also <laughs> I didn't realize until later in life my favorite hiding spots when I needed to be alone as a child was um, down in my basement. We have a little crawl space. And it was the dirtiest, dingiest place. (laughs) And I would just go there and sit there by myself and, like, have conversations with myself. Like, you know? And also, the closet was one of my favorite. You know, when I was in trouble or when I was lonely or sad, I would find myself, you know, sitting in a ball, in a closet, just in the dark by myself, you know? And then my other favorite place was the crawl space in the attic. I liked dark spaces. I felt like dark spaces made me feel safe, right? Because I was enveloped in darkness. There's nothing else that could get to me here. Nothing could see me. Nothing could hear me. That meant nothing can get to me, which meant, you know, I was safe because it was reflective of what my day-to-day life was, you know, feeling unseen and feeling unheard, um, you know, my, my mom was a, an amazing care caregiver in the sense that she provided me with the things that I needed. Um, you know, when you think of like Maslow's hierarchy, right? You need food, clothes, water, shelter, you know, those types of things. And for many of us, uh, our parents had that understanding that as long as that they are providing those things for us, that we we shouldn't have any additional needs, just because they felt that way doesn't necessarily mean that it that it's true, right? 
Okay, see, that was my, my little tangent. <laughs> uh, and then lastly, um, the last sign that I find common with an abandoned inner child or a sign that it's time to start your, ch- your childhood journey for healing is emptiness, right? Feeling this grasp that something is missing. Like you could literally have the best job in the world, your dream job, the job you busted your ass to get to. You know, you could literally have all the money in the world, a a beautiful family, a wonderful spouse, but you can still feel like that something is missing, right? And to be quite honest, what I've experienced is when I felt that way, I didn't realize it was my inner child, right? That integration of all the pieces of myself that I left behind at each stage in life, you know, because... I wasn't able to grow past it and evolve, right? And if that doesn't make sense, it's okay. It'll kick in in a little bit. (laughs) But um, more or less, I found that for me myself, I felt empty because that joy, that innocence, that happiness, that children naturally are inclined to have that they are born with kind of died (laughs) or was also left behind at those stages right so my understanding of joy and happiness became materialistic became seeking out adventures and constantly seeking and seeking and seeking and that's why I felt so empty because no matter how much I sought or no matter how much I achieved and accomplished the things that I did seek out it still felt like a fleeting moment right it wasn't something that was continuous that I was able to carry with me at each stage in my life And there is a beautiful quote that I love, um, and it's actually a lyric from um, Kirk Franklin, where it says that he says that he wants you to have, he doesn't want you to be happy. He wants you to have joy because in order for you to be happy, you have to have something happening. But if you have joy, that there is nothing or no one that can take that from you. And that is something that I genuinely believe in, right? You know, so honestly those are my signs there are many 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 signs of you know an abandoned inner child or signs that it's time for you to get your shit together and start working with your inner child right there are many signs so what i want you to understand the purpose of this podcast right is that we're going to talk about and analyze how societal norms played a role in our trauma and how it keeps us from connecting and healing our many versions of us right And like I mentioned earlier, this journey is not for the faint of heart. And as I will tell anyone, as I've been told, if you are not in a secure and safe mental and emotional state, I would advise that you work on that first before attending to your childhood traumas. Now, the reason that I say that is because this process is basically like a hurricane that comes through and rips off any rose-colored glasses that you had regarding your upbringing, who you are as a person, 
what parts of you are not integrated, you're who your parents are, right? And at the end of the day, like I said, this is not a blame game to blame your parents about the life that you had. This is you taking accountability for what happened in life, yes, but also addressing the fact that you no longer want to live in those those beliefs, those values, those cycles, right? You're ready to break those cycles. So if you are not in a stable state of mind or in the emotional capacity to relive some of those traumas and work through your triggers, it could be further off-putting for you. And if that is you right now, I I don't discourage you from listening to this podcast, but I do advise that you work on yourself and get your self-esteem and your self-love to a, a place, to a level where it's unshakable, right? And I don't mean that you have to wait and wait until you feel so confident that you actually don't care about what happened. I mean, you have gone to a point where you accept what happened, you understand that your feelings are valid and that you don't need to relive them in order to unlearn and better yourself from them, right? Okay. So now many of you are probably sitting here right now like, all right, Shauna, you've told us, you know, the basics. Right. So now what I want to talk about is how are you going to get started, right? How do you begin this inner child healing work? Now, there are so many resources available online and there are so many different ways. There is no right or wrong way. I believe in intention, in manifestation, law of attraction, all of those things. So whatever you believe, whether if you are not a spiritual person and you're more religious, pray about it. If you are, in fact, a spiritual person, meditate on it. Sit with yourself. Tell yourself that, hey, I would like to meet my inner child, right? And go from there. Sit in meditation. See what comes up. Journal. Just allow yourself that free space to get down your feelings about your childhood. Maybe it will spark something in you, a memory, a thought, an experience, a feeling. You know, you don't know until you try, right? And that that's my biggest thing. You have to be willing to try. You have to be willing to show up and do the work. And you also have to know when to step back. If you are somebody who started off and you felt secure in your mental and emotional state, you felt secure enough to begin this work, and then you start and you get a little further in and you decide, well, you know what? What I've uncovered so far has kind of pushed me a little off the rails and I need time to regather myself that is okay take that time because that's your inner child telling you that hey you know I I I appreciate what it is we're doing here but I need a moment I need to sit with this for a little bit before we move forward okay that's okay you have to learn how to honor yourself that is one of the biggest lessons in inner child healing is learning how to honor that inner child right? Your inner child is always communicating with you. Your inner child is literally who you are at the source because we are born as the people, you know, we are meant to be. Our experience shapes us, right? But at the core, children show their true personalities because they don't experience shame or guilt or fear. Children are the epitome 
of the soul. That's my personal belief, right? All right, so. I also want to, like I mentioned, I I don't professionally read cards or anything, but in this podcast, we will also be pulling a card and doing a journal prompt each episode so that we can work together on it, you know, and then maybe talk about it the next time <laughs> that we well, that we're together on the podcast, right? And when I say together, I'm saying this because I am talking to you guys, right? I know that I can't hear you, you can't speak back, but that's what the comment section are for. Please feel free to let me know what your thoughts are. Give me feedback. I am here for it. I am so here for constructive criticism. And um, but I will let you know that if at any point you disrespect me or anyone else who is commenting or you know, in the community, that you will be removed because we won't tolerate that here. Everyone here is welcome. Every living soul is welcome here and we will not tolerate disrespect on any level, okay? So back to how to get started, right? The first step is acknowledging your inner child, right? Because if they've been trying to get your attention, they likely feel as though they've been abandoned. So the first step is to acknowledging, is acknowledging them and say, hey, I know you're here. I'm ready to do this, right? So this is what I'm going to ask you guys to do for me right now. Right now, we're going to start with three deep breaths, right? In through the nose, out through the mouth. All right, right. So take a moment to sit or lay comfortably, okay? I do not advise doing this if you are in the car at the moment, Um, but I believe meditation can occur with your eyes open. It's just all about your focus and your intent. So as long as you can remain focused and intent (laughs) on driving and not hurting yourself or others, perfectly fine if you feel as though (laughs) you know that's not something you are comfortable doing or you cannot do or handle please do not do that (laughs) okay I, i i really want you guys to be safe in this process okay so sit or lay comfortably i want you to imagine yourself as a child whatever memory comes to the forefront whatever you remember what you're wearing use your senses what you smell around you what you can feel, what you can hear, what you can taste, right? Use your senses to imagine yourself as a child, sitting somewhere familiar to you. Could be your childhood home, your favorite park as a child, school, anywhere that seems so familiar and comfortable. Now with your eyes closed or open, (laughs) I want you to walk up to that inner child I want you to introduce yourself. And then I want you to ask them if they have anything to say. Now, you don't have to do this right now. You can do this later. But when you're finished speaking with your inner child and listening to what they have to say to you, I want you to thank them and tell them what your intention is. 
right? What you are ready to work on, what you are ready to heal. Ask them what they need from you, right? All right. So that was today's exercise. <laughs> Acknowledging and introducing yourself to your inner child. Like I said, you can do this as many times as you like. You can do it whenever you like. You can, you know, you can do it every day. You know, every day that you're evolving and changing and introducing these new aspects of yourself to the forefront of your life and living in alignment with your highest self. Do it. Do what feels right. Your inner child will guide you. Trust me. They know the way. Okay? All right. So before we close out our first episode, yay, we did it, guys. All right. (laughs) I wanted to give you guys some resources and tools so that going forward, um, if you're, you know, needing to do this work on your own or you just want to get started and you don't know where to start, that you have some resources available to you. Right. So one of my personal favorite books, one of my personal favorite books is How to Do the Work. Recognize your patterns, heal from your past, and create yourself. This is by Dr. Nicole LaPera. She is a holistic psychologist. And what I love about this book is that in reading it, when she shares her personal experiences, I am able to resonate with what she is sharing. And I have experienced myself many of the things that she discusses in the book. And it's just so simple and easy to follow along with. It's not all these complicated psychiatry words. It's not all of these um, complex theories and theorems and, you know, all of these different psychological understandings that the average person really doesn't understand or grasp. It is very simple and to the point. And that's why I personally love it, right? So... Having a journal on hand is certainly advised, especially when you're listening to the podcast, because you're going to want to write stuff down, right? But having a journal for inner child healing, I highly suggest the Loner Wolf Inner Child Journal, Illuminating the Depths of Your Heart. It is created by Luna and Soul, the creators of Loner Wolf. And um, if you have never checked out their website, it's lonerwolf.com. They are absolutely amazing, beautiful souls. And there is a myriad of information. There's like a plethora of quizzes and tests that you can take to kind of see where you are in your inner child journey, to see what shadows, you know, need to be worked through. Um, You know, obviously don't use that as an end-all be-all because it's a test. It's been created by man someone who does not know you personally. So you are also still going to have to do the work yourself, right? Um, And then also, you can heal your life by Dr. Louise Hay. I absolutely love that book. Now, while it's not centered solely on inner child healing, it does cross a lot of ideologies that are important for inner child healing. Right. And it's also a book that I would suggest if you are someone who needs to take that time to strengthen your mental and emotional health before you begin your inner child journey. Right. All right. And then lastly, by Dr. Brene Brown, who personally is one of my favorites. I love her. Um, She also has a um, 
kind of like a not a series, but she has a um a movie on Netflix, and it, it it's really great if you haven't seen it. Um, but the book is called The Gifts of Imperfection, and it helped me personally with accepting and understanding that it's okay to not be perfect and to be yourself. And that is another book that I suggest to read prior to beginning your inner child healing journey because like I said it is not centered around inner child healing but it is just as important right all right okay so I will continue to share resources as I find out about them and they become available um all of these resources of course are available at your local bookstore i am very big on keeping bookstores alive so you won't hear me tell you to go to the a place but i highly suggest going to your local bookstore going to barnes nobles borders if they still have it where you live um you know really keeping those bookstores alive that is something that i certainly believe in right now, um, as far as what I'm using for the card pull, now I'm in the process of creating an inner child um, oracle deck, but for the time being, I will be using the Whispers of Healing from Angela Hartfield. I love this deck, not only because it's pretty, because it is, but it's all like one word oracle answers and most of them are very very um helpful for the inner child to express themselves because there are just common things like play you know rest things that are common amongst children that i think would also help us right help us out so now before i go ahead and do the card pull to end off our episode i'm going to give you some homework <laughs> and this is our first journal prompt of our podcast and the the journal prompt is what is your earliest childhood memory i want you to sit down with a journal and write that experience out in full whatever you can remember what use your senses of course whatever you can remember about that experience as a child please write it all down and then I want you to ask yourself how it made you feel. Whether it was a good or a bad experience, I personally don't believe in good or bad. I believe it. everything just kind of is what it is. It's just energy, right? Um, so really take the time to sit and journal with yourself. What is your earliest childhood memory or the memory that you can remember earliest from your life period? And then how does that memory make you feel, okay? So that's this week's journal prompt. Next week, I will be back and we'll talk about a little bit about that um, and it'll tie into next week's, next week's episode, okay? And then lastly, let's go ahead and pull this card from the Whispers of Healing. So like I said, I am a spiritual being. I have a spiritual practice. So because this is my podcast, I'm going to do it with the spiritual intention that I do everything with, right? Oh, this card literally just flew out. I was going to ask out loud, like, what is it that our listeners need to know? And the card that we got is well-being. I will briefly explain the card um, as far as detail, because I think that's also very important. Because 
I think color plays a really large role in a message. Um, so the there's like a fairy surrounded by foxglove flowers, morning glories, tiger lilies, a barrage of green plants, and she's very ethereal. You know, she's very see-through, translucent, um, and very rainbow colors, very much so rainbow colors, right? So having an upbeat nature doesn't just happen. If you would like to enjoy your life and maintain a positive outlook, it is important to take an enthusiastic approach. Staying positive and appreciative through life's dilemmas can prove difficult. Examine your approach to life. Reflect on how your lifestyle and worldview impacts your attitudes and behaviors. Once you have clarity in these areas, you can let go of what is not effective and make change towards your wellness. Make a real effort to change your unhealthy habits. Through this process, you will be able to determine what is essential to you. As you alter your behavior, you will enjoy a, sound, a sounder body, mind, and spirit. This will mean balancing your relationships and work. You will be able to find healthy channels where you can spend your time more favorably and enjoyably. The flowing hair and light surrounding this illuminated fairy depict the natural flow of energy. Foxglove relates to self-awareness and knowing where your energy is best utilized. The spider webs point to life choices and places where you might be deceiving yourself. As you balance your well-being, you will untangle your webs. Change your habits to bring more wellness into your life. Now, I find this quite fitting <laughs> because this is exactly where we're starting. We're starting this inner child healing journey to better our well-being and to become the better versions of ourselves that we might not even know exist, but they do, right? So I think that was just so beautiful and so fitting to close out our first ever episode, right? All right. So now, lastly, before we go ahead and close off, I want to wish all of you beautiful souls a serendipitous rest of your week filled with glorious plot twists and wonderful, miraculous aha moments, all right? I love all of you beautiful souls and I pray and hope that you will join us again next week on Piercing the Paradigm podcast. Hasta luego!